It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Masterplan world. Welcome to our latest podcast. It's a pleasure to have you all out there listening. I'm Chloe Thomas, creator of the e-commerce Masterplan. I'm an author, speaker and consultant, and I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. Now, last time we discussed pants um, and a lot more as well with uh, Johnny Cass of Stone Men. It was the last of our 10 2017 e-commerce growth series sponsored by Vico. Uh, which was 10 episodes selected by me because they tackle a wide range of the barriers to growth I get asked about by all of you all of the time. If you haven't already had a listen, do go back and do so. You can find all the details at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. You can join the chat about all of those episodes, this episode and much more in our free Facebook group at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook. Let me introduce you to today's special guest. Andrew Grant is the first ever charity guest on the show. I cannot believe it's taken so long to get a charity onto the show because there's so many of them doing great things in the world of e-commerce. Hint, hint, all you charity people out there listening, please do get in contact. So Andrew is the digital marketing executive at the Leprosy Mission. He manages the e-commerce side of the business. That's the website and all that digital marketing. Andrew's aim is to drive sales to the online store and all the profits go to supporting the Leprosy Mission charity. In the last 12 months, they did 42,000 orders and that was heavily weighted towards Christmas, as I'm sure you can all guess. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Chloe. I've just given our listeners a very quick overview of you and what you're doing at the Leprosy Mission and and where you've got to at the moment. But how did you get started off in e-commerce? Uh, so originally, um, I started working for the Leprosy Mission doing digital fundraising, um, which in, in, in some ways is very similar to e-commerce, um, but obviously it's more heavily focused on the, the charity fundraising side. And after a couple of years of, of doing digital fundraising, um, I eventually ended up moving into the e-commerce side. It felt like a natural progression. And uh, yeah, here I am today, still, still working at the Leprosy Mission, um, doing the e-commerce side of things. So how different is the digital fundraising to getting people to buy stuff online? Well, I, I suppose one of the real challenges with digital fundraising is you're not selling them a product. You're not selling something physical that they can take home. Um, you know, it's, it's you're having to sell that kind of idea, that feeling, um, which can be really challenging. Um, whereas with, with the e-commerce side, you, you know, you can... You can show off the advantages or disadvantages of a product. You can, you know, offer the different prices for different things. Um, do it going into offers, which obviously don't really work when you're trying to do a fundraising side of things. So <laughs> there's, there's those kind of two different different parallels, which which make it interesting. Cool. So was, has it? I take it therefore it's potentially been quite nice to move into the world of physical products after being in the world of virtual donations. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely uh, a, a lot more you can do in terms of yeah, trying to encourage people to order, I think, uh, with, with the e-commerce side, just because, like you say, it's it's easier to sell a product than it is a, a feeling, an idea. Oh, cool. Well, look, let's, um, let's just get through to everybody how the business is right at the moment. So you're based in the UK, and are you selling globally or are you just selling within the UK? Uh, we do sell globally, um, but uh, yeah, the majority of our sales are in the are UK-based, so... 
And do you have a physical store or a catalogue or anything like that, or is it purely about the online? Uh, so we have a, a catalogue um, as well as the, the e-commerce store. Um, uh, so at the moment we're kind of two-thirds a catalogue split to one-third kind of e-commerce side. Obviously we're wanting to push more and more to e-commerce, um, but the, with the way our, our customers are at the moment, um, a, a large percentage are still you know, using those physical order forms and, and ringing in their orders. Oh, well, my, my question was going to be, is that driven by catalogue to buy online within that two thirds? Or is that literally people p- filling in the order form, but it's literally people filling in the order form? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, it's amazing. You know, uh, it's something, you know, that constantly amazes me because, you know, they're sending in uh, physical order forms to to a postal address with checks. This is coming from me who I don't think I've ever written a check in my life because <laughs> um, I've never needed to. And, you know, uh, yet it's still such a huge part of our business. And obviously we want to push more and more to the website, um, but we can't ignore that that catalogue side either. I, I love the fact that, that you're saying that basically your customers are still really into the paper. They're sending that in yeah. by paper. And, I, and the reason I love it is because quite often... I get asked the question, or quite often people assume I don't like direct mail. They they assume I'm purely about the online, which I very much am not. But I also often get asked, well, post is dead, isn't it? Like, well, if it's yeah, two thirds yeah. of a successful e-commerce business, it's definitely not dead, people. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and what, what product are you selling? We should discuss that. Uh, so we sell, we sell a range of different products. Um, we sell artisan gifts, uh, which are made by uh, disabled or disadvantaged and leprosy affected artisans in the countries that we work in, um, along with uh, Christian gifts and cards and that sort of thing. So, yeah, those kinds of things. And I guess that's quite cool, the artisan gifts, because it means you're helping people by paying them for the product as well as them raising more money to help them in the future. It's got like a double whammy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So that, that kind of yes, we're able to support their businesses that are out there already by paying them to, you know, create these products. But then also the sale of those products then goes to support other people affected by leprosy as well. And do you do kind of virtual gifts like buy a goat and that kind of thing? Yes. Yeah, we have a, a range called uh, Gifts for Life, which, uh, yeah, those kind of virtual gifts where you can, uh, you know, buy a, a particular um, item, whether that's medicines, whether that's... Uh, you know, hospital stay or, or, or a goat, like you say, a donkey, you know, the, the kind of classic gifts of those kinds. So, yeah, we do we do offer those as well. And are they quite popular, if you're happy to discuss that? Yes, yeah, yeah, they are. Um, yeah, they're, they're really successful in, in raising money for, for the Epsi Mission charity. Um, yeah, I think they're, they're one of those ways that it makes it easier to feel like your donation is going to something in particular and you can kind of take that home and go, yes, I've supported you know, building that house or, you know, that I bought that donkey for that family, you know, rather than kind of just going, well, my £20 has gone somewhere, you know, pinning it down is probably quite challenging. But um, yeah, so they are really successful. Oh, excellent. And um, and what platform is it you're selling on? Uh, so we've just um, built a new website um, cool. on, on a Magento platform. Aha. And uh, what made you choose Magento? What sent you down that route? Uh, so our, our previous website was a, a bespoke website um, that we had built and basically we were almost having to reinvent the wheel every time we wanted to, to do something new, um, which 
in the world of e-commerce, it probably isn't new. It's been done a thousand times before, <laughs> um, but we're playing catch up and seeing things and going, you know, that looks really interesting. Why can't we do that? Well, it's because it's going to cost a, a significant amount because you're having to, you know, build it from the ground up. Whereas with something like Magento, you can just look in the plugin store, almost like an app store, and just go, yeah, I'll have a bit of that, stick it on. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's saving time and money in terms of, you know, building the website that way. And it just makes it so much more flexible in what we can do and what we can achieve with it. And is it paying dividends already, the new site? Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's been really successful. Um, yeah, so we're really, really enjoying the new website platform. And um, and you mentioned kind of the the plugin side of things. What what have you what have you been playing with so far? Uh, well, some some of the main ones we've used are we we're, we're with FIFO reviews. Um, we're using them, which has been really great. Um, and we're using a, an extension by eBizMarts called, uh, which is an, essentially an abandoned basket. Um, uh, extension which is uh you know had a seven percent conversion rate already which is is excellent um wow, is know, that, and that's all that kind of like just gone, straight sorry. out the box yeah yeah and it's it's just been great you know that's income that we would have just lost before because it you know wouldn't have you know they wouldn't have been chased up on and um that as well as um we using mailchimp as well we've moved to mailchimp for our email service provider um so obviously the integration you can do with that, the, the different automation that you can do um, now that we can link it straight in, you know, we can say, well, this customer with this email address is this customer that has purchased X and Y, and we can target them much more specifically based on their purchasing behavior. Whereas on our previous website, it would have taken an extreme amount of hard work to, to get that, you know, what might seem very simple, uh, you know, um, data to, to then use that. Oh, excellent. So it's it's certainly on every facet of the business, it's already helping you having that, that non-bespoke website in place. Yes, yeah, definitely. Cool. And um, across the team, obviously, you're pretty heavily involved in all that e-commerce area. But with the, the e-commerce and the mail order, the kind of the gift side of things, how many of you are there? And what are you all doing? Uh, so there's, there's seven of us in the office. Um, like, like you said, I kind of manage the, the e-commerce side of things. And then we've got a, obviously a couple of um, product buyers and selectors, as well as uh, someone who manages the the mailings and, and catalogs and stuff like that. So, cool. So you kind of you got the buying and merchandising team, the paper team, and then yourself. Yeah. So I'm guessing, therefore, pick pack and customer services outsourced. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got that outsourced by a fulfillment house. And anything else you've got outsourced? Any of the marketing areas? Are you managing that all yourself at the moment? Um, so uh, obviously, I mentioned the, the new website. Um, we I, I work with a team uh, from a company called Digital for Business, which have been excellent. Um, so I work with them on, you know, developing uh, new new extensions for the website or, or whatever that is. Um, and they're constantly coming to us, you know, saying, "Well, why don't we try this to to improve sales on the website?" Which is is great because they've mm-hmm. been a fantastic company to work with. Oh, that's that's always good, isn't it? If you've got someone who both can build the site and then has good suggestions, makes them like an, a partner yeah, more than yeah. just a supplier. Yeah, and yeah, what what has been fantastic is that they're so keen for us to succeed. You know, it's not just that they build the website and then kind of right, it's balls in your court now. Where if you want something, call us. But if you don't, we're not going to call you. You know, they really are getting in touch with us and want us to succeed, and you know, constantly pushing us to do more which is, is, is great. Excellent. Especially when you've got such a small team, 
just to have someone else's opinion is really valuable I always think yeah absolutely yeah yeah I mean yeah it can be challenging being the kind of the one guy in the office that's focused on on e-commerce and you know obviously I, I talk to the other members of the team about it but um yeah having someone who is so engrossed in e-commerce as well you know and, and be able to get get their opinion and they know things so you know it's always great to be able to have that that second opinion and, and be able to find out what they, they might know something that I have no idea about um, that's, that could really help our business succeed. Excellent well there's a big old plug for digital for business there so we'll make sure there's a link to them on the show notes for you or for them I suppose yeah. in, in many ways. Um, so yeah. Andrew we've gone through kind of what's happening in the business and how you got into e-commerce but but looking at everything that's going on at the leprosy mission at the moment what do you think's the most awesome thing about it right now I mean I'm kind of biased but the, the most awesome thing I think in the business is the brand new website uh, it's just been <laughs> uh, it's been something I've been working on for for uh, you know over a year now um and it's just been uh, it's been excellent you know from start to finish um working with digital for business and um, developing this new website that is, you know, we, we want to really succeed and be able to just make our customers be able to order simpler and easier, um, you know, just be a, a better website all round um, and be able to push more of our customers away from that kind of, uh, you know, paper trail uh, order forms to the website um, will be will be great. Um, being able to have so much more functionality, you know, like like I've kind of already mentioned about the different extensions and being able to just change things uh, on the fly almost. Um, and we've also developed a separate. We we have a a, a, a wholesale side of things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been able to previously that was all that was all mixed up on the same website, and it was quite challenging to offer our trade customers. Um, different offers and prices without the retail customers seeing them as well which obviously you don't want because they're <laughs> no. very different customers um so whereas now you know we we almost have a a duplicate site that you can then put all these different offers on you can change the look and the layout what products are on there and yet you can all manage it from one system and it's not you know super complicated and, and difficult to manage um, so, so those wholesale customers that you've got are they yeah. um are they, I'm, I'm going to take a rough punt that they are yeah. small charity stores, um, you know, cathedral gift shops, that kind of thing, who are having a leprosy mission display area of your cards or your products or something like that. Is that how the type of customer you're selling to on that side? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, you pretty much hit the nail on the head, really. Um, we have a lot of Christian bookshops and like, say, like cathedral gift shops, that kind of stuff. Um, we also have what we call trading partners, where um, if we if we have a, a volunteer in a in a church, for example, they can buy products that's slightly discounted and then sell you know sell those to their their church essentially. And and with that um, money they save, they can either keep it or they can donate it or they can do what they want with it. You know, so um, we have a, a bit of a mixture. So that's kind of like the um, the book people scenario where someone comes into the office with a whole range of books you place your orders and and it happens that way kind of like the the Avon yeah, lady yeah. and that that kind of scenario yeah oh, yeah wow. absolutely yeah yeah cool yeah, what, what's fantastic is we find that so many you know just donate that extra money that they that they've saved just straight back to the mission which is just wonderful yeah you're kind of you're helping you're, you're winning on every front really aren't you because you're helping yeah. someone who loves you 
who loves your charity give you more and generate more and then you're making money off the products anyhow absolutely yeah yeah the next question i've got written down here for you andrew is is it a challenge working for a charity versus a profitable business but i now wonder how i asked that question because throughout what we've been talking about there seems to have been clever benefits at each level by you know we had the the artisan products where you're helping those the charity set up to help by paying them to create the products as well as earning the money for the charity we've got the virtual products which the customer likes and which you know the goats etc for those who want to want why i'm talking about virtual um (laughs) this is not 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 virtual reality um where you know really high margin and customers love them because they know exactly where the money's going and then we've got um, this, the way it enables you to tap into a couple of really cool wholesale slash kind of party selling models yeah. as well. It seems like there's an awful lot more opportunity through being a charity than there would be if you were purely a normal for-profit business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there are there are its own challenges, you know, Um you know, we we can't, you know, as as a as a brand and as a as a charity, you know, we can't go right. Well, we're going to heavily discount this item to try and compete with, you know, your your just standard e-commerce company because that's not who we are. We're not about, you know, uh, selling products as you know as cheap as possible to get the customers in. You know, we want to make that money and make that profit for people affected by leprosy. So it it comes with its own challenges and and unique little things, but there are lots of exciting opportunities as well. I suppose in many ways the challenges and the the desire not just to earn a profit but to support those people who are dealing with leprosy that actually makes you be a bit more creative which is quite possibly where these these really clever ideas we just ran through have come from. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, so um one of the things which it always astounds me that more charities don't know about um, and which we have to mention, I feel, as, we, as this is the first charity podcast, is the AdWords free money, which I'm sure there's yeah. a cleverer phrase for it. But I want to say yeah. AdWords yeah. free money. So everyone out there listening is, is working at a charity, their ears prick up. Yeah. Because are you taking advantage of that scheme? Uh, yeah, so we, we've got the AdWords uh, Google grant for charities. Um, and yeah, we are we are using that. So um, it, it has its challenges as well. Um, obviously, there, is, there are certain restrictions. Um, that uh, a paid uh, AdWords account wouldn't have, um, like your your bids can only go up to a certain amount. Um, you're restricted in the the uh, different ad types you can you can use. But it, at the end of the day, it's you know like you say, free free AdWords money, which is you know free traffic, you know bouncing straight to the the website. So that's that's really great. And how much do they give the same amount to every charity, or do the grants vary? Do you know? Um, I know that the standard grant is is uh, $10,000 a month, um, yet I know if you're really successful with it, you can push that to a, a, a higher boundary. I'm not entirely sure what that is, but there's those kind of two two levels. Um, but I think you'd have to be quite a, a you know big you know, charity to, to get that second second boundary. And um, and is the can you remember the, what the application process was like and how easy and or difficult that um, 
Unfortunately, it was it would already been applied for by the time I I started my role, so I, I can't really say. Um, <laughs> I I wouldn't say that's unfortunate at all. <laughs> I think, well, well, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone's yeah, already yeah, ticked the boxes for it, me. Yes, yeah, um, I, I, yeah. So I can't really say, if I'm honest. Oh, cool. That's all right. Everyone listening, I will make sure there's a link to some information from Google about that on the show notes. But um, I have to say you you did, those of you out there running charities who aren't taking advantage of this, who you did hear correctly, Andrew did say $10,000 per month is the standard grant. Um, so please do consider taking a look at that if you're a charity listening to this podcast. If you're not a charity, I'm afraid, you know, you're stuck in the same boat as the rest of us. Um, but, but there we go. Um, so... So, Adju, what what's what have you found to be one of the best ways of getting getting new customers to to the Leprosy Mission website, as opposed to converting the paper customers to the online side of things? Um, I, I think the the number one traffic uh, I think for us is is email marketing. Um, I know it gets a, a bad rep sometimes, and if you just do it, you know, I I receive emails in my inbox. And I'm just like, oh, why on earth have you sent me this? It's nothing to do with me. Um, but if you can target your your customers correctly and target them in a way that that you know you're presenting them with stuff that they they've been interested in in the past or you know responding you know doing some email automation with they've made a purchase and you know a month later you're you know asking them to come back and take a look at what's new on what's new on the website or whatever you know I think if you you target it well it can be an uh, a fantastic source for traffic. So are you um, are you quite big into automated sequences like post purchase? We've already mentioned abandoned baskets, but welcome sequences and those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's one of the things um, we're looking to develop because we've just moved over to Mailchimp, and obviously mm-hmm. with the new website, um, we're looking to put in all these all these different diff- versions of automation. Um, I literally had a an email yesterday. Um, from the guys at Digital Business saying, you know, we're going to set up a couple of examples of some automation that we could potentially do. We'll put some together and, and you can take a look and see what you think. And, you know, I think they're just excellent ways of, of um, getting in touch with our customers in, you know, without it just being, well, let's just email our whole database, the you know, the same email that half the customers are going to go, why have you sent me this? Or I haven't spoken to you in six months. So, you know, what, why are you sending me this? Yeah. And, and from my experience, of, you know, I've worked for many gift companies and run the email marketing for many gift companies. And it, it's very much the case you have very different types of customers. You'll have customers who like to buy your Christmas cards, customers who yeah. like to buy the virtual products, customers who like to buy the artisan products, customers who like to buy something else and customers who will only buy at Christmas versus others who will buy consistently throughout the year. And if you can tailor the mm-hmm. communications right to each of those, you you get a massive, massively better return on investment. Yeah. And yeah, increase definitely. in sales overall as of course. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So Andrew, what's um what's on your on your to do list at the moment? What are the next couple of things coming up for you? Uh well, on my to do list at the moment um is uh developing our trade website at the moment, so that kind of wholesale side of things, um making it more unique um to the trade customers in terms of changing the the home page what they see on it um the different offers that they can that they can get on it the different kind of messaging and how we speak to them on the on that website um obviously when we set it up the retail site was the kind of main focus and priority and now it's kind of we, we've got that set up and that's ready and the um 
that's... Our, our, Christ, our autumn winter catalog is out now, so that's kind of all set and going nicely. Um, so making that trade website something different and, and uh, specialised towards those customers. But I, I like the fact that you, you know, you didn't wait to make it specialised to put it live. You put it live with the right tech in place and, and a clone, it sounds like, of the consumer site. And now you've got yeah. the time, you're going to go back and tweak that content and tweak how it looks and the messaging you're putting out there to make it fit. And I think that's that's something which a lot of people try and go, oh, we can't put it, we can't put that bit live. We can't put that bit live until we've got it perfect. And it's like, actually, even as it is, it's an improvement for your customers. It's going to do better for your business. So get it out there and then then, you know, tweak it later. So I, I like your yeah, approach there. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Well, I think it's time we, wait, we move into the top tips round. And I love this section because it gives all of us some really quick ideas for taking our business to the next level. So, Andrew, your book top tip. If everybody listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? I don't want to embarrass you, Chloe, uh, and make you blush a bit, but I have to say that the e-commerce master plan, master plan is a fantastic book um, for those experienced veterans in e-commerce and those new to it. Um, and when I first read it, I was new to e-commerce, and it just gets you to take a, a, a long, hard look at your business. What makes it tick? You know, what is your your USP? What is your brand looking at? And actually come away with some actionable items you can take back into the office and not just kind of go, oh, yeah, that was interesting. I'll put that, you know, and then a week later, you've completely forgotten about it. You know, you've actually got something you can come back and go, right, well, I want to look at this, this, this and this. And how do I make this make these changes? Oh, thank you, Andrew. And I am blushing <laughs> over this side of the microphone. I, I, I promise it's not just because I'm on your podcast. I promise. <laughs> you know. I believe you. You said such nice things. I yeah. think everyone else will believe you too. Um, <laughs> okay, then the traffic top tip, and I may have already stolen your thunder on this one. So, um, so feel free to say email if email is the answer. Um, which marketing? <laughs> yeah, well, well, which? Well, let's let's let, let me ask you the question at least, and then uh, then then we'll yeah. see where the answer comes out. So, which marketing method do you either prize above all others, or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Well, like I've kind of already mentioned, I think email marketing is, um, you know, it, it can get a bad rep if it's done wrong. Um, and, you know, I've seen, you know, hundreds of emails done wrong. But if you if you do it right and you target it right, then it can be really, really successful. I couldn't agree more with you on that front. So the tool top tip. This might be a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient day to day? Yeah, um, so our, one of our account managers at our fulfillment house actually introduced us to a, a project management system called Asana, so A-S-A-N-A, -A, um, which we found uh, really helpful. Um, in, basically, like I said, it's a, a kind of project management system where you can set up different teams with different tasks and deadlines that you can you know, tick off as you're going. You can upload documents or, or set up notifications for when tasks are... Uh, upcoming or, or overdue and stuff like that and we, we found that really helpful it's just a, a way that you know us in the office can you know have the same task list you know view as the guys in our fulfillment house who are hours you know away and you're not having to trawl through your emails to try and figure out okay have we done this have we done that you know or, or you can see how our fulfillment house are doing on their side of the task list you know when it comes to setting up a, a new campaign for example and go right well if they're falling behind you know we need to chase them up on it if they're you know if it's us falling behind they can chase up us up on it etc i am such a huge fan of asana it's what i use to run e-commerce master plan and it's just 
it's just so good. It, it's I always think it, it saves me an awful lot of brain space because yeah. I can I can set up the project. Everyone else has the same view of the project. It's all there. Everything's there. All the conversations and all the rest of it. So I can almost forget the project exists because I know that mm. next time I log in, I can check up on it. Or when something happens, I'll get an, I'll get alerted about it. I'm I'm a, yeah. a massive fan. So I'm really pleased you picked that one. I'm almost more pleased than I am. You picked my book. Uh, <laughs> right. The uh, the startup top tip then. If you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first tip for them? Um, I think my first tip would be to find out what their USP is and focus on that in all aspects of, of going forwards with their e-commerce startup. Um, whether it's a, a product or a brand, um, you know, it can be easy to get to uh, seeing what everyone else is doing. You know, like for an example for us at the Leprosy Mission, kind of like what I said earlier, it would be easy for us to try and compete with the likes of Amazon and getting our products really cheap and making sure that we've got the competitive prices with them. But actually, that's not our brand. That's not our unique selling point. Our unique selling point is that our selling our products goes to support people affected by leprosy. And that's what we need to focus on. That's why our customers purchase from us, not from Amazon or, or whatever. So, yeah, just focusing on that, that USP for whatever that is for you. Oh, such good advice. So master plan world, you can find those top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by going to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 88. Andrew, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find out all about you and the Leprosy Mission on the web and social media? Yeah, so our, our website is www.tlmtrading.com. Um, we've also got an at Leprosy Talk Twitter, and if you look for Leprosy Mission England and Wales on Facebook, you'll find us there as well. Marvellous, and I'll make sure links to all of that and everything else we've talked about today are in the show notes. Masterplan World, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 88, or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab, or use the search box. Andrew, thank you so much for being on the Ecommerce Masterplan podcast today, being our first ever charity sector guest, and for sharing such a great amount about your experience with us. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. What a fascinating interview, both to dive into the world of charity and to see some of those ways in which with the challenges of what they're doing and the really clear aim of raising money to help people who are suffering from leprosy, how they found those kind of clever little ways of, of generating the extra sales, you know, getting a wholesale agreement with those niche outlets where their products will fit really well, developing those virtual gifts where the margin are just so high, and also the, the artisan gifts where they're kind of making money at every stage together with those parties uh, or those kind of pseudo parties uh, of getting individuals to, to bring orders together from other people. Lots of great ideas for all of us there. So thank you very much for, for being here and listening. What do you think? Join in the discussion at our Facebook group, which you'll find at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook. Now, make sure you come back next week to hear my interview with small business legend, Michael E. Gerber. Yes, that's right. I've got the creator of The E-Myth, the most recommended book on the podcast. Uh, and I'm going to be interviewing him all about his latest book, Beyond The E-Myth. It's one not to miss. Have a great week and keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.